Shepherdess at Harmony Farms here where we encourage you to think big, start small, and don't quit. Welcome to a candid episode of the Shepherdess podcast. It's been a couple weeks, guys, and I want to jump back into it with sort of a sit-down update on where the farm is and what has been happening and why I have not put out a podcast episode in two whole weeks. So thank you guys, and I look forward to sharing with you in the coming episode what is happening at Harmony Farms. Okay, so I think I left off, and one of the last podcasts I mentioned, we were working on a flock expansion project. I was, or at least I hinted at the fact that I was shopping for a new ram. And that has been all-encompassing, and honestly, it was a larger project than I originally thought it would be. So to start at the very beginning, the flock that I purchased this year initially belonged to my parents and it was purchased in 2018. It was a set of ewes and a ram, a really good quality ram and that ram is still in our program. But after three years of breeding him to, we we do line breeding, so it breeds father to daughter for up to two or three generations. So we were hitting that third generation and I felt like it was really time to bring in some diversity in our gene pool. So what I did was I began shopping for a ram, a Dorper ram, and the one that I found is excellent quality. If you guys want some footage of him or some more information on it, I have it listed at the YouTube channel or you can go to shepherdessvideos.com. So in all, it was an expansion project that involved both a ram and ewes. I also built out the flock to include registered full blood stock. So it will, in a sense, diversify my income opportunities. I will have commercial livestock, which is basically just Dorper sheep that don't have papers. And then I will have the registered livestock. And the difference between commercial and registered is commercial, they're Dorper, but they don't have the papers that trace them back to South Africa, which is where the breed originated. And full blood registered, are those animals with a paper trail back to South Africa, essentially. So this process happened over the course of two or three months when I announced to you guys that I was going to pick up the ram. It was the work of months kind of culminating and then bringing the ewes back as well was a deal. So I'm going to again be putting out a video, a full video that outlines flock expansion and opening up a flock and everything that needs to be thought about in it. But essentially I had at one point in time, five groups of animals running across all portions of the property uh, between quarantine and bringing them in and merging them with the flock and then making sure through my veterinarian that There were no infectious diseases in these new animals because that is a huge, huge concern when you open up your system to animals coming from other systems. It it was a big deal. So 
all of that on top of our summer rotation for the primary flock. I have been working to keep a very fast rotation going for spring and summer as a means of parasite management in my flock. So I am actually charting the parasite management to shift from flock expansion to farm stuff in general. I am working with my pasture rotation to decrease the usage of conventional dewormers on the farm. So we use a combination of Prohibit and Cydectin to deworm our flock. We live in a region where, to be honest, and if I can be completely candid with you, there are very few people who farm sheep here. It is extremely wet, which does make the parasite management a struggle when you raise sheep. So that's where we are at here in our region of the country. And before I began rotational grazing the flock, it was not anything to lose up to five animals during this peak season of, of just rain and the parasite bloom is what it's called. And so in this first spring, managing this first season, just not knowing what I was gonna face once that peak, that parasite peak hit, would I face those same losses despite rotational grazing and managing it really intensively there? And would I see the decrease that I wanted to see in the usage of conventional dewormers? Whew. But I am so incredibly thankful. The data is coming in. I am working towards getting all of it collected for, again, a comprehensive video. But just in this one year of management, we have cut our losses to parasites by 80%. And we have decreased the usage of conventional dewormers by 40%. And that is all in a year where precipitation has been higher than average. We had about 10 inches in May, which just made it extremely ideal for these parasites to thrive. And despite all of that, praise the Lord, we came to the end of the season. We did lose one ewe to parasites. And it was more of a management flub than anything she was wild she had just lambed and when we ran the inspection she jumped out of the chute and we didn't treat her so she bypassed treatment and she needed it and ended up dying before the next handling time but that is what happened with her and that was our one mortality to parasites this year Otherwise, it would have been a 100% decrease in losses to parasites with a 40% decrease in the usage of our chemical dewormers. So it was a huge success. And like I said, I've got one more month left in the case study and plan to create a summary video for YouTube. But overall, I am just thanking the Lord, really, um, to see this encouraging fruit of of an effort you know it just i'm hitting we are hitting as farmers probably if you own animals you will be feeling it too but it feels just like a fever pitch of sorts and you have spring and you have lambing and you have the management intensive nature of that and then you have 
spring and summer which just you've got to keep your animals moving you've got to keep them well on pasture and august is coming and fall is around the corner in a lot of ways and i'm just so incredibly grateful i'm exhausted but i'm so grateful to be at the end of a flock expansion project and to be at the end of a management intensive lambing season and we are on our way to the very first shepherdess livestock sale now my offering is not going to be huge i'm gonna have 11 head available and they are going to be rams i'm gonna have five rams available and six weathers and a weather is a castrated ram lamb it's kind of the beef steer equivalent of the the sheep world really if you want to get your feet wet in sheep without jumping into the craziness of a breeding program and and waiting for an actual lamb of your own to be both produced and grown out on farm if you kind of want to cut to the chase and see if you even like raising sheep that would be a weather a weather would be for you so i'm gonna have six of those and five ram lambs available, Lord willing, on August 11th. Also behind the scenes, I've been working some media. I have been building out shepherdessdorpers.com, and that is gonna be where all of the livestock is listed. That is a website for sheep, and I built that out, and I'd love it if you guys would go give that a look as you are able but that has also been happening behind the scenes. I have been attempting to remain consistent with YouTube and posting a video per week at harmonyfarms.blog. If you guys follow me on Instagram, you will see me there quite regularly. But all in all, we are moving forward from here and I am so thrilled despite the exhaustion. And we did have, I did have a situation in the livestock acquisition and if i can use this situation if i can come and humbly admit a very big lapse in judgment in order to help someone i will so this is something i'm going to mention in light of sort of the randomness of this podcast already and it is that i bought a bad egg i fell for a really good deal on a registered u And when I went to that particular location to pick up the registered U, I realized at that point in time that it was housed in a shed with no access to fresh pasture. It did have access to a yard, but there was no real edible vegetation in it. And she had been probably fed her entire life on corn and molasses and at that point in time it would have been wise to turn around and say no thank you but i brought the animal back to quarantine and immediately she displayed signs of mastitis which it is an infection in the animal's udder and that was something i didn't immediately notice because the very morning i was picking her up she was weaning twins she had had twins pulled off of her essentially so she was engorged but I didn't think to feel around and see if anything was infected down there. So she came back and long story short, that animal is now on the colist. I was drugged through a series of unfortunate events with her. She is still in quarantine weeks later 
and I just want to caution you guys that know the system. Know the system you're pulling the animal from because you are not only, as I've learned, bringing back an animal, but you're bringing back both the animal and the system it was raised in. I think to imagine maybe a little bit like I did naively that you can bring an animal back and put it into a perfect system and not encounter problems from its previous life if it was raised poorly. It is it is inaccurate and I bought from a lot of excellent excellent quality pasture-based system and no problems whatsoever with those those animals but this one bad apple this one good deal really caused me a lot of grief and a lot of extra effort on top of everything I was already managing so if there are any beginners in livestock or anyone who is considering buying just know the system as well as you intend to know the animal and tour it tour it if you can't tour it in person just make sure you've seen tons of pictures and maybe some videos. Maybe this is just going to turn around to a plug for buying buying my rams in August, um, but it's really worth it. And I ended up spending just as much on this really good deal as I did for a premium animal. And she's on the coal list. She's she's not even a thing anymore. You know, I could have spent that money on a seven day cruise and rested up from all that this season has been. But anyways, hope it helps you guys and hope sharing that is is helpful for you. So where from here? I am going to make an effort to be more consistent here on the Shepherdess podcast. I've got a couple of excellent interviews in the works, one with Luke Gross of Gross Family Farms, so stay tuned for that one. Far as the farm goes, I am going to be getting back into a regular rhythm, Lord willing, I have condensed the flocks, the five different flocks, down to about three. So I've got my rams going in one section of the property, my primary flock, and you know it, that quarantine that is still happening with that bad egg. So that is happening right now. I am going to be kind of shifting my focus to breeding season, and I know that sounds crazy, but breeding season starts October 22nd. And my lamb crop in 2021, that's this year, right? Yep, was 1.3. And I'd really like to increase that to a 1.5 or maybe even get crazy and aim for 1.7, but at least a 1.5. And to achieve that without bringing in truckloads of grain to run a flushing ration, you've got to pre-think your pasture management. And that's kind of what's going through my head right now. How can I position these ewes on pasture to be more productive? So what that looks like in my mind and in my thought process right now is I am running through where they're going to be at on pasture, what and how I need to adjust paddock sizes once probably October 1st kicks in, if I'm going to put the rams in in October 22nd. I'm going to start trying to rapidly improve body condition through the forage management around October 1st and then also shore up any other management as far as deworming or anything that might stress them out. Just get that out of the way by October 1st and 
basically they're just going to be eating a lot of grass and hopefully all getting ready to bear twins in spring. So that's my next plan. As well as some definitive herd planning. I have two sets of genetics going on the farm right now with this recent livestock acquisition. My goal with that was so that I can run a closed flock for the foreseeable future and not have to buy in any new livestock. And that is going to be hinging on my management of these two bloodlines. So I'm going to be running two rams and two sets of breeding ewes. And that is all going to be in my herd planning and all the stuff that's kind of going through my mind right now. So thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys for listening to my update and kind of allowing me to sort out my thoughts right here on the podcast. And I am so grateful for everyone who listens and everyone who downloads. If you guys wouldn't mind just leaving me a review in the podcast store. If you appreciate these podcasts, let me know. Give me five stars. Let me know. Give me four or three stars. That's fine. But just uh, leave a review. It would help me out. It would encourage me a lot. And until next time, guys, thank you very much. Visit harmonyfarms.blog for the latest videos and articles that I've been putting out. And I look forward to talking to you in the next episode.